Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast. The show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too, and I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. Okay, I'm so excited to be here with Jess Bubako, the founder of Love Your Woo. Yeah, Jess, thank you so much for coming on. Tell us a little more. Um, I'll let you give the intro to what Love Your Woo and, and what you as Jess are all about. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for having me here today. My business is Love Your Woo, and I work with entrepreneurs in the healing, well care, um, really heart-centered service space who are wanting to create businesses that feel really authentic and aligned for them. Um, what I do is I take them through human design, the gene keys, and some other tools that I use to really kind of anchor into themselves and understand what it is that they're here to serve to the world. So I like to help give them that foundation through, again, using human design, gene keys, and some of these powerful tools to get really anchored and oriented towards self before we go out into the world and share our gifts with others. Amazing. So I personally have known a little bit about human design just kind of recently, but I don't know anything about gene keys. Like, I don't know what that even means. So I'm excited to dive into that piece a little bit more too. Um, but just quickly, I want to hear a little more about like, how did you actually get started in your business? Like, how did you get to where you are today? Like I, you know, has it been years? What did, has it always kind of looked the way it looks now in terms of how you work with people? Like, how did you decide to actually go out like, and be like, yeah, I'm going to start my own business? Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated from speech therapy, graduate school for speech therapy in 2013. And I had always, that was my first career. And I kind of had a rocky path with speech therapy, to be honest with you, from like when I, like from college through graduate school, it was something that I really loved. And there were certain aspects and elements of it that I loved. Um, but I always felt this sense of like, I'm not sure this is fully it for me. I feel like there's something else. And I think a lot of that had to do with just the healthcare system as it stands. I loved working. I worked a lot with um, people who had brain injury and stroke in grad school. Loved that. Was always trying to bring like yoga and, um, you know, reflexology and different alternative healing modalities to people who were in you know, the hospital and in that healing space. But I found it challenging because of the limitations with healthcare as the structure currently stands to feel like I was making as much of a difference in the areas that I wanted to be able to make a difference with people. So I had my first job and I was working in a school um, with kids all, with all different diagnoses. And I started to really open up to my own personal spiritual path at that time. So I had done in uh, undergrad, I went to Penn State and we were really lucky to have a class that like taught you how to become a fitness instructor and you got credits for it and you got paid, which was really cool. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And I, I started to get into like yoga and all of that. So I went, did my yoga teacher training, really dived into, um, again, getting to know yourself. So when I was in 
my first job, I was like, I don't know exactly what to do. I, I know I want to pursue something deeper than this. I have a lot of contacts who are coming in and teaching things to the people that I know. Where do I go from here? And so I started pursuing, I went and did like a formal yoga teacher training. And at that time, I started opening up to my own intuitive abilities. So I had had a lot of connections with people who had crossed over when I was younger and um, a couple of like one of those like life-changing moments where you're like, oh my God, this is actually real. Like in there's spirits around me and things like this. So I started doing intuitive readings. Like I trained in doing intuitive readings. Mm. So from there, I started doing them on the side and I built an intuitive reading business from that place. I felt like I needed to add more tools to my tool belt and human design came into my life. And that was a really powerful tool to help people. And most of the people who would come to me said the same thing to me that I said to my first intuitive teacher when I started studying, which was, I feel like I can do what you do. Like, can you help me open up my gifts? Um, I feel like I have a bigger purpose that I want to share and serve than what I'm currently doing. Can you help me figure that out? So I started to transition into teaching intuitive development, actually not that far after I started doing intuitive readings. And then I started to add in the business elements. I don't teach people how to structure a business. Like I can help them. I'm really good with wording and supporting people in how they're sharing about their business and also really good at getting them anchored in what they want to do and then learning to listen to their own inner wisdom as they're going out there and creating their business, as opposed to saying like, this is the correct business structure for you. And this is how you, you know, build a successful business in this way. Mine is much more helping people orient towards the self and listen to their inner wisdom to create something new, maybe something we haven't seen before or doing something in their own unique way and really building that inner trust to move out there and do it in the world in that way. So my business has changed shape and form a million and a half times since I started it in 2000. And I probably really started 2015, um, 2014. Like I said, I was just kind of doing intuitive readings and things like that. So it's shifted so many times and just continues to sort of blossom and expand. I feel like it's in, it's like, maybe it's moving into middle school right now. (laughs) Yeah. You've like shifted and grown like as your clients and what they want and need from you has changed. It sounds like, or, or as people have kind of like moved into different spaces of like, this is what I now could use. And you're like, let me, let me fill that and help you figure it out. Totally. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, it sounds like a very like a natural, cool journey of getting a business going. It sounds like it just kind of like flowed in a way that made sense for you and it and your clients all at once, which is always like nice to hear. It's not like, I'm going to force it and like create this thing because I want it to look like X, Y, Z and do this and that. And you were like, I'm here to, to do what needs to be done. Cool. Well, so you kind of like, I feel like sort of started touching on this and and I know you've talked about like, like that everyone has their own unique success code. Yeah. So that is intriguing to me. I wanted to hear you talk more about that. Like, what does that mean and how can other business owners use that? And obviously, I mean, 
I mean, I don't know really what you mean by that yet. I want to hear more, but also I'm assuming that takes into account all the other things or it has to do with all the other things you've mentioned. So we can kind of dive into some of those things too, like the human design and um, I don't know, the intuitive, all that, all that stuff that you do. So what, how does that all play into like other business people's businesses? Absolutely. So I think what's really important to note and notice, I had a conversation yesterday with this woman and it was funny because she had said something on the call when we got on the call about like, you know, basically she went into a certain field because she wanted to build and structure a business where she could create passive income. And she said something to me about like, you know, I wanted to start a heart centered business, but I realized there was no money in it. So I went and I did something different and it was really important to her, I think, to build the financial freedom through her passive income product. And it was interesting as I was listening to her talk, because obviously that's a, to me, I was like, well, that's a limiting belief. That's not actually true that you can't build a business doing what you love and what you actually want to do. But what was really interesting about it is that, you know, when we look at, when I, when I talk about a unique success code, each of us has our own way of building our business. That's going to, um, be innate for us. Like we have our own way of expressing our gifts and our skills. That's going to call the right people towards us. That's going to call the right opportunities towards us. Some people are going to be those who are very heart-centered entrepreneurs. They want to serve other people, services at the core and the center of their business. And therefore what's most important to them is connection and community and bringing people together. But there's also going to be people out there who innovation is at the forefront of what's important to them. And they really are people who are like, how can I build scale and change something as fast as I possibly can bend time and go out there and, and, um, impact the world because innovation is really at the core and the center of what they're here to do in the world. You know, other people are, they like to be the behind the scenes person who, isn't maybe on the forefront being seen opening hearts or innovative innovating, but they love supporting people, um, at the back end of their business and dealing with spreadsheets and, you know, numbers and all of that kind of thing. And I think when I talk about a unique success code, I am specifically using human design, the gene keys, and also your inner knowing, because I think our inner knowing is what's most important in the first place. If we take all of our authority and we just put it on a system or a person to tell us what to do, we're disregarding that piece of our spirit that already knows. And so it's kind of like when I was in speech therapy in a therapeutic setting, there are amazing speech therapists out there who make a massive difference in people's lives using traditional speech therapy methods. However, my knowingness was like, I feel like I have to help people heal on a different level. Like there's a different pathway for me. And that's the the knowing that I had to follow along my path. And so what I find happens, and the reason I like talking about this unique success code is because, you know, 
a lot of us spend our days looking on Instagram for inspiration or just because, you know, maybe you're sitting on the toilet scrolling or listening to this podcast right now or whatever it may be. We use it to fill time. And what we don't realize is that what we take in and the information and energy in our space has an impact on us. And sometimes it can have an impact on our own inner knowing. You know, if my knowingness is saying what's most important to me personally as Jess Bubico is service. And then I get on the phone with this woman who's like heart-centered businesses are never, never going to succeed, right. Based upon maybe either number one, what's important to her or number two, um, you know, what she's been told if that's, if it's conditioning, right. Then I might go, oh my gosh, my inner knowing's wrong. Let me outsource my knowingness of my own personal journey, success, and what I want to somebody else. And so what I love about human design and the gene keys, plus again, your intuition and inner knowing is that it helps to orient us towards ourselves so that we can become unshakable in the wind of the world. You know, the social media that's, you know, you scroll, you don't even realize you might look at 20 different posts saying 20 different things in a matter of 10 seconds. It's mm-hmm. a lot, right? Yeah. And they might be conflicting things. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have that inner core knowingness of our own personal success code of what we want, of what's important to us, then we might find ourselves constantly getting pulled in different directions, doubting ourselves, etc. So I can go into what what I use personally to help people kind of understand. Um, and I thought maybe we could talk about your chart a little bit as sort of a backbone for understanding that. Well, so is that going to tell like, so here's my question and tell me if this is like what you're going to answer through those things. But what if somebody's like, I don't know if I have an inner knowing or how do I, or how do I know if like what I feel like I know is really true or if it has already been swayed so much by other things I've seen or, or, felt or been told. And now I don't know, like either I'm full, feel pulled in two different directions. So I'm like, maybe this is the thing, or maybe this is the thing. And I don't know which one is my inner knowing and which one is like me feeling like that's what I'm supposed to feel or know or do. Totally. Or if someone's just like, I just feel like I have no knowing at all. And like, not even pulled between two, but like, I just don't know. <laughs> like, is that what you're going to answer? Or do you have more like information around, like, do people come to you? I feel like I mean, that's how I feel a lot of the time. I'm like, is this really, is this really me feeling like this is like my intuition saying I should do this or am I overthinking it already? And it's something that I like have already just kind of feel like I should be doing because of all these other reasons. Totally. So here's the thing. I think that there's a, there's a few ways to kind of approach this question. Some people have a really deep connection with their inner knowing. Like some people, you know, I look at our intuitive senses and it's kind of funny to see how these two things kind of come together with human design, gene keys, inner knowing, all this kind of stuff. You know, I started out calling it intuition. And so I started out really training people to start to understand how their intuition speaks to them. And I have some classes and products and stuff on my website. If anybody wants to check them out, I can share a little bit later um, that really helped to orient you back to it. Because when we look at our inner knowing, um, we can call it intuition. We can call it in our inner compass. I love using the term Gus, God, universe, spirit, source, energy. You know, it's that 
infinite part of ourselves that I think a lot of us, like the question you're asking is so relevant because I think a lot of us have shied away from our intuition in order to like please family members or fit into society or things like this. So it's, if you're sitting here going like, I don't necessarily know how to connect with my inner knowingness. I want you to think of it as like, you're sitting at the the starting point of your journey. You probably follow it more than you think that you do, but we can look at it from two perspectives. I'm going to talk about it from like a traditional intuition perspective and then a human design perspective. So we have our five senses, right? Taste, touch, smell, hearing, feeling. Wait, I think I add, I don't know. We have our five senses, taste, touch, smell, seeing, hearing. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, right. We perceive our world, but we actually have those same senses that are here to perceive energy. So the same way that we perceive this couch that I'm sitting next to, I can feel it. I can touch it. I can smell it. I can, I don't want to taste it, but I, I can use my senses to be a, in connection with this couch. We can also use our senses to perceive um, things that are beyond the physical realm. And so our inner knowingness can connect us to, as an example, if you had said to me, uh, I get an email from you that's like, yeah, I would love to have you on the podcast. I can use my senses to tune in and be like, okay, what is her energy like? What might it feel like to connect with her? And we can take a moment. And again, like I said, like some of the classes I offer help you to get in tune with that. And a lot of it is like slowing down our breath, getting out of, we have different brainwave states. So we have a beta brainwave state, which is like thinking, is this a good opportunity? Should I do it? Is she going to be cool? Are we going to have a good conversation? Like that thinking, thinking, thinking mind. But if we actually take a few moments and slow down, we take a couple of deep breaths. Maybe we get more into our body. Maybe we connect with nature. We start to lower our brainwave frequency and we come into more of like an alpha or theta brainwave state. And in that moment, we can actually tune in and go, how do I feel when I think about connecting with Alessandra? How does that feel in my body? Do I get a warm feeling from it? Do I get like, does it feel good? Does it not feel good? Do I feel expansive? Do I feel so we can start to employ these same kinds of strategies to look at opportunities that we are wanting to take moving forward. And, and you feel like anybody can feel that like through anybody email, can kind of like, by the way, by the way, yes. email looks or sounds or just like the general feeling you get from like seeing it, like you're, you can get a sense of like my energy or whatever. Totally. Anyone can do that if they spend the time to like think, like slow down and think about those things. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Like when you first said that, I was like, I don't think I feel people's energy through an email, but then I was like, well, actually like, yeah, you do get a good sense of like, if you feel like you're like talking to somebody through the first kind of correspondence you have with them in general. And I kind of totally. say, I guess I don't want to change the topic, but I kind of say the same thing. Like, like we, we are a PR agency. That's like our day-to-day -day thing um, besides doing this podcast. And I kind of say the same thing. I'm like, try to get as much of a sense of the person you're going to be like pitching as you can. Cause you can really get a good sense of like what kind of pitch email they'll respond to the more you've kind of felt them out, whether even if they've never heard from you before. So maybe it's the same kind of thing. And I've just never thought about it kind of that way. Well, and think about what you just said, get a sense of them, right? You're using your senses to 
perceive someone and we all do it. It's just a matter of, do we pay attention to it or not? And probably what that takes is slowing down and getting mindful, right? Like, let me just take a couple of deep breaths instead of being in my mind and thinking, I'm going to pitch myself to like CBS good morning today on Sunday. Okay. Well, let me think, let me feel into the person who's behind the scenes that I'm pitching to. What does it feel like? Right. So we all have it. It's just a matter of, am I going to listen to the story and the conditioning in my head that might go, you're only good enough if you get to pitch and put yourself on a major network, you know, TV network, or am I actually paying attention to where my senses want me to go? And it's similar to the last podcast you just produced where you said, what feels good, right? When you're Mm -hmm. pitching yourself PR wise, what Mm -hmm. feels good? Pay attention to that because those are our senses. Yeah, that's true. That makes so much sense. I hadn't even thought about how this would kind of does correlate or fit in with like the things that I'm doing on a daily basis. Like from, you know, I think of it when like I was excited to talk to you in terms of like as the business owner and building a business, these kinds of things. Like I think I mentioned to you, I just started kind of like learning about human design and like how to use it and things like that. Um, But I never even really think about it from like the actual like day to day, like of what my job is or like what, how my team could utilize it when it comes to our actual work as a PR agency. I always think of it as like behind the scenes, like how it could help build a business and, you know, the connections and, um, I don't know, tasks or whatever for like behind the scenes stuff, but it's interesting to think about yeah. the other side too. Okay. So keep going. I don't, I didn't, yeah, no, no I, the subject I, there. I, so, um, do you have kids? I have one son. Okay. So I want you to think about when you became a parent, do you feel like you, you just have this attunement to your son where you like know what's going on or you can feel or sense what's happening with your son? For the most part. Although again, I think I have the overthinking thing. Cause a lot of times sure. I'm like, how am I supposed to know what to do? <laughs> like, how do I know yeah. if he's really feeling sick or, you know, when he was like really little and like, couldn't talk or how do I know if this is the right thing to do? But for the most part, I've always, I've always said like, he's pretty easy because like, he's so clear about what he wants and needs. But I think also partly like I can kind of tell. Totally. We attune to things. And I think your business is the same way. The more attuned, like, have you ever had that sense where, you're like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe with a client, like we just need your client saying like, oh man, I don't know if we could actually like pitch our pitch myself to this thing. Or I don't, and you're like, I don't know. I just, I fit, let's just do it. Like, let's just try it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. It's like, those are our senses. And I think we know when that beta brain kicks up because it usually feels anxious. It's thinking a lot. It can't make a decision. Usually your breath shortens, your body might tighten. So I think it's really important to pay attention to like, take a break, go outside, go for a walk, do something to get yourself out of that state where you're like in that overthinking mode. And usually nature really helps us to connect back to that for ourselves as well. Now, from a human design perspective, I think it's important to pay attention to both. Because from a human design perspective, we have something that's called strategy and authority that can help us to sort of shortcut and connect to our intuition as well. Well, that's my problem, my boys. I think I think mine is that I'm supposed to have a strong intuition or listen to my intuition. Um, and that's when I'm like, wait a minute, I don't know if I if I am good at that. 
but keep telling, tell it for people who don't know what that means, tell, <laughs> tell them what that is or how you know that. Totally. Well, I think what's really interesting, and this is where we can start to get into the nuance of the chart, your entire authority, which I'll talk about in a moment, but it's on the unconscious side of your chart. So it's more in your body than it is going to be necessarily coming through your mind. So your intuition might actually be more so about paying attention to your bodily instincts than it is trying to be like, does my intuition speak to me as a voice in my head or a this or a that? So I would really pay attention to your, like the sense that you get around things as opposed to being like, okay, does my intuition come to me as like a loud booming voice? Most people, it doesn't, you know, more, most people, it actually comes to them from more of that. It's subtle. Like usually for some people, it's very loud, but for most people, it's pretty subtle. So when we look at human design, there are five archetypes. And this is probably like the most important thing to know, I think within your human design, just to get started. We have the manifester, the manifesting generator, the generator, the projector, and the reflector. If you look up your human design chart, which I'm sure you'll probably, I'll give you the link to look it up so you can pop it in the show notes and people can look up their chart. Um, Each archetype is going to move through the world a little bit differently. So some people are here as manifestors to kind of embody the energy of just doing it, like go out, what urges and impulses are coming through you. And I just want to say, we all have conditioning. So this isn't about being like, just go follow your impulses and you'll be perfect. It's actually about the experimentation with human design of being like, I I'm a manifester personally. And I had to play with like over the past, since I've been studying this for the past five years, like, okay, what does an urge feel like? when it comes through my body. Okay. Well, usually it feels like I have to do the thing. Otherwise, like I can't rest, you know? And that's, that's my intuition going, okay, there's something that wants to be created through you. So pay attention to those impulses because they're going to show you what direction to go in. You know, our, our, um, generators, are here to, instead of just going out and making things happen, they're here to notice what shows up for them to respond to in their environment to start the creative process, right? So if we're saying, how do I know in my business, you know, what I should be doing? It's like, well, what's showing up around you invite that's asking you to, to respond and either say, yes, I want to do that. Or no, I don't want to do that. Yes. This lights me up or no, it doesn't. So as an example with this, you know, if someone's a generator and they're trying to figure out how to follow their intuition in business, instead of, um, instead of trying to be like, okay, I'm really interested in human design. Let me just go out and put a workshop out there teaching human design. It might be what opportunities are showing up for you to respond to. Have you been talking about human design with the people, you know, and your chiropractor said, Hey, would you want to teach a workshop here on human design. And then, you know, your aunt told you to bring stuff to, you know, her salon to teach on human design to her people. So instead of pushing and trying to make things happen, you can start to easily kind of, I don't want to say hijack, but sort of like, um, shortcut, the shortcut is use your strategy to know 
what to move towards. Manifesting generators are kind of similar. They're going to get an urge that comes through them that says, okay, you know what? I'm in PR. Um, I, I have this idea of something that I think for this client could be great to pitch. I'm going to talk to some of the people that I know in this industry about this client. And then I'm going to see what shows up for me to respond to, to bring this information or, you know, put this client out to these different media outlets or whatever it may be. So the manifesting generator is kind of this hybrid. Okay. What urges are coming through me? Let me share, start to share them and then see what comes up to respond to so that I can actually start to pursue putting this out into the world. Projectors are really interesting because projectors are also here to, um, really share about their expertise and what they know and what they love. I always tell um, projectors, like, what do you love talking about? And then notice what invitations come your way. Who's interested in what you're talking about and who invites you to come and be a part of their experience. So if you're really passionate about working with um, people in the medical industry from a PR perspective, if you're talking about why PR is so important for, you know, people who are doing alternative healing, we'll say as an example, who invites you in to talk about it and share about it. And then reflectors are really interesting because they're really connected to the environment that they're in. So they're meant to put themselves into different environments and actually feel into what environments feel the best for them to share in. So if they love talking about um, party planning, it's like, where do you feel the most comfortable sharing and the most um, like, I want to say right in your body, like what feels the best for you? Who does it feel the best for you to share about this information with? And then start to, to implant yourself in those places to see what opportunities come towards you. So you see how we can say like, I don't know, maybe you don't know what your intuition is, but if you actually start with your strategy, you can say like, okay, I don't know if I have a booming voice that comes through me. I don't know if I have, but what if I just practiced seeing, doing what I love doing and seeing what opportunities show up for me to respond to as a generator or as a manifester. What if I stopped sitting back and waiting for life to happen and I paid attention to the impulses that came through me and see what happens from there? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and it's really cool to think about. And it's also like really interesting to think about how much of life we get through without like how much of life I've gotten through without knowing <laughs> that about myself. And obviously I know there are people who go through their whole life without like ever hearing about like human designer looking into it. So it's really interesting um, to think about that when it's like every one that I've heard who has like started looking into it or, or figured out what their type is has just felt like it's so like makes so much sense and it's so true and like, it's so helpful. So now I'm like, I feel like everyone needs to know, but so everyone are those the, the kind of like ways that you describe those and like, what makes you like, what makes sense for you, depending on, um, like what you are, is that kind of what you mean by like your success code is like knowing how to like what to do based on that. Is that kind of like how that fits in? 
Well, let me say this first. There's also authority in this that we can pay attention to. So once an opportunity comes in, we also have to employ our authority, which is going to be if you're emotional, sleeping on it. You know, if you're a manifester and an urge comes in, sleep on it. Um, you know, if you're uh, if you have sacral authority, you pay attention to what your gut says. So there's layers on top of this that's going to help you with your decision making. And so for me, this really aligns with the intuition and inner knowingness component of your design. And again, it's those foundations. How do I move through the world? When I look at a success code, I'm actually diving into some of the deeper aspects of the chart that are going to get more specific to who you are and how you operate. I specifically like to look at two different parts of the chart. And this is where I start to incorporate in gene keys. I feel like there's a lot of very heady. I want to go into more of this, but I also am like really curious to hear about how the gene keys play in. So if that's perfect, if that like kind of is part of it, that's perfect. (laughs) Because I was like, worried we weren't going to have time to talk about that. And I am curious. I think it all can you You can use me as an example. Like if if that's helpful to like, kind of, cause I know it's like, we could probably talk for hours about all of this because there's so many different, like different people or so many different um, types and whatever, and probably same for gene keys. There's all different ones. So if totally. it's like easier to talk about like one specific one, and then obviously people know they can find you for, <clears throat> to, to go into theirs specifically. Um, yeah, absolutely. I want to, I, I kind of want to like try to compartmentalize this. People probably are getting it, but I feel like it's like a lot of information and new words, which mm-hmm. can be kind of overwhelming. So we're going to say like, how do I follow my intuition and my knowingness in my business strategy and authority, human design, you can really easy get started with that and go and like explore more about it. There's a ton of people who are doing the human design basics. Um, my good friend, Emma Dunwoody is one of them. Um, she's amazing with doing the, like teaching the foundations of human design. So if you're looking to get started there, highly recommend checking out her stuff. I just, Um, I actually literally just started a, um, a friend of mine is doing like a beta program for like how to use human design specifically in your business. Like how to use your human design for business. Um, yeah. So she's doing like, so I just, it's like, we're, I think on like week two of like this beta program for what she's working on. So yeah, people can also check that out too. Adriana Keefe. Um, but that was like, I was, cause I literally just started like looking into this and that's like the first thing I was like, okay, I need to, I need to figure this out more. And, and it just so happened that like, of course, right then, like I saw that she was doing this thing. So I was like, all right, I'm signing up for that to totally how I can use this in my business more or to be a kind of a better business person, I guess. Um, yes. And so, yeah, I've been finding that really interesting lately. It, that's the cool thing, right? This is where we stop coming out of our mind where we go. I have to know how to figure out how to, and go like, Oh my gosh, I was just thinking about this. And now suddenly this is exactly what I was thinking about. My energy as a projector is moving in that direction. I'm going to move with it. Hmm. When we look at gene keys, Gene Keys was birthed out of human design. Okay. And it, I want to say it's birthed out of human design, but it also kind of isn't. It, it's it, Richard Rudd, who created the Gene Keys, studied human design. And so he took this and he took one specific aspect of human design, which is the Chinese I Ching, and he evolved it. So he helps us to use it in a way where we can... Um, to me, he calls, he says, human design is the mechanics. 
Gene Keys is the magic because Gene Keys is alchemical. We're looking at human design from a mechanical place. You're a manifester. Here's how you work, right? Mm -hmm. Initiate, follow your authority. Okay. I've got my little guidebook. What Gene Keys does is it helps you to become alchemical and go, oh my gosh, I'm operating out of the shadow. I'm struggling in this area. How do I take my struggles and transform them into my gifts? And when I can transform them into my gifts, I can give them to other people. So it gives us a roadmap. It, to me, human design is more of the masculine. Gene Keys is more of the feminine. It gives us a, a pathway out of our own shit for a lack of better way to put it. So let's talk about where does this idea of a success code come from? And everybody has a different version of success. So I want to start off by saying that. I like to weave human design and the gene keys together when I talk about success codes. We are talking about strategy, authority, et cetera. But with the gene keys, there are three pathways that we can look at that are going to kind of give us our own unique code for what what's our contribution to the world. So it's looking at prosperity, how we're designed to make a contribution and receive money in return. Love. What are we here to learn through relationships? That's called the Venus sequence. And then the first one, which I'm going through last, but it's called the activation sequence. And this is all about like, what's your unique zone of genius? What is it that people are coming to Alessandra for? Even though she goes under the the label of like PR and having a PR company, why are people drawn to you? And why do they want to work with you? So when I look at, I, I really like to look at two parts. So I look at purpose and I look at prosperity when we're looking at our own success code. So I want to dive into yours just really quickly. And actually I can do this as a screen share between you and I, if you want to um, do that as well. Uh, I think you just have to give me screen share permission so that you can kind of get a little physical look at what I'm talking about. Sure. Let's do it. So is this based on the human design chart too? Like you don't need to like figure something else out to see the gene keys. You can go to genekeys.com slash free dash profile. And it's going to give you, it's embedded inside of the human design chart. So it's, it's all there. Like you can, exactly. But someone else could also go to that website and, and find it. Okay. We'll put that in the show notes in case. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So like walk us through what it means in terms of mine for now, based on the human design, I guess. Absolutely. So we're going to talk gene keys in terms of prosperity. So I want to start out talking about purpose because knowing what our purpose is and the work we came here to do in the world is very important to our success. Because I think a lot of the times we can, again, outsource our knowingness or outsource what's true for us and go like, I know I want to do this, but this is going to make more money, right? These things that come up for us. Oh, I know I want to start a, this kind of business, but I'll never make money doing that. Our conditioning comes in. So it's about wiping the conditioning away. So what's really interesting is that your, um, there's four aspects that I'll talk about with your, um, activation sequence, which we'll just call for the purpose of today, the purpose sequence. Okay. Your life's work is what you're here to do in the world. What is it that you as Alessandra are uniquely here to do? What are you here to give to others? 
your evolution is going to show you where do challenges come up that directly challenge your ability to do that thing that you're here to do in the world. We have your radiance, which is going to share with us about um, what keeps you in a healthy radiant space to be able to receive in your life. And then we have your purpose. And this is, I know it's kind of like, it's the purpose sequence that we're talking about purpose, but this is actually about this higher purpose that you're here to kind of embody in the world. What's that higher purpose that um, is actually so much of what you're bringing forth through who you're being as opposed to what you're doing? So for you, and you can tell me how um, this all resonates for you. And I'm actually, I just want to hang on, let me pop one thing for really quickly. Okay. I hate when other tabs are kind of hanging out there in the background. So your life's work is in the gate 13 or the gene key 13. And so when we look at the gene key 13, and let's think about this from the fact of, again, you are someone who has a PR company. This is all about the gift of discernment. So it's about being able to discern the voice that comes from your heart versus the voice that comes from your mind. And so what this might look like, um, it's about being able to listen inwardly. Hmm. So this might be about helping your clients to um, speak from the heart when they're sharing, if they're wanting to share their authentic message from a PR perspective. So helping people get out of their heads and get into their heart when they're sharing about their message with other people. Mm-hmm. Does that resonate for you? Do you find that you help people to do that? Yeah, I think so. That that does make sense. Yeah. And so sometimes the shadow that might come up here is that we're really listening to people's like people coming from a place of worry and distress mm-hmm. and completely being immersed in their own shadow. Oh my God, I can't pitch myself to again, CBS news or whatever, because I'm not enough or I'm not this. And it puts us into that space of crisis. Mm-hmm. And so what you're here to do is help people turn towards the heart and share from a very heart-based place. Okay. Maybe you're freaking, again, I'm kind of applying this to what you do, but maybe you're freaking out about pitching yourself or putting yourself out there. But if you move from the heart, what's the heart of your message and why you're doing what you're doing? Let's go to that place and share from there. Mm -hmm. Does that resonate? Yeah. Yeah. I do tell people that a lot too. Like, um, yeah. Like people need to hear your message and you're not doing like, cause people are sometimes, you know, get kind of caught up in, you know, any insecurities that hold you back from putting yourself out there. And I'm like, it's not really about you. It's not really about putting yourself out there for like ego's sake of like, you want to be on the news. It's about what is it that you're providing to people or that your business is doing, or that your message is saying, and why did you start your business in the first place that you want to like, that's what people need to find out about it and know about what you're doing in order to be able to take part in it. And you do want them to be able to, to get the benefits of what your business provides and kind of bringing it from that perspective, um, which I feel like makes sense. That's like definitely something I'm saying all the time (laughs) and helping people to do. Yes. Right. So 
again, we look at sort of the label of what you do as the thing that your life's work is disguised in. It's the, so it's like, what's the thing that's underneath that? And it is the fourth line. So you're a 13.4. The fourth line is all about serving from the heart. It wants to open people's hearts. It wants to help people. So what you're saying is, okay, clients, people that I'm working with, my community, fourth line is very community oriented. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're here to serve the world and we're using PR as our vehicle. Like you have important work that you're doing here in the world. How do we, how can you help your clients open their hearts more? How can your company be, um, uh, come from a place of service to help other people? So it's very service oriented energy. Mm-hmm. I have some exciting news about our PR bootcamp. If you haven't heard me talk about the bootcamp before, this is essentially a live and online course designed to teach you as the business owner to do everything I do at my PR agency on your own for your own brand. We've just changed the registration process from launching only a few times a year to now allowing registrants every single month so that you can join whenever you're ready to get started. We kick off on the first Friday of each month, a live workshop, and then you work on the videos and material on your own throughout the month with me and the group around all the time for accountability, questions, feedback, any of that good stuff. And when you first get started, you also hop on a one-on-one call, kickoff call with me um, so we can set your strategy and figure out where you really need to focus and anything you need extra help on. Once you get started, you also will then participate in the monthly group workshops every single month, have unlimited email support and weekly check-ins from me. And as a bonus, we're including a feature article in Quotable Magazine on all new bootcamp members. And on top of the bootcamp program, you'll also have access to our private Facebook group, which is filled with like-minded entrepreneurs who are working on getting media coverage for their business too. I'd love to send you your welcome gift ASAP. So what do you say? Will you join me next month? I'll add the link to the show notes, but you can find more info at quotablemediaco.com or email me at alessandra at quotablemediaco.com if you have any questions at all. I cannot wait to do this with you. Now, where you are, um, your evolution, again, is going to kind of be a growth edge. So when you personally are going through maybe a little bit of uncertainty, a little bit of pain, a little bit of challenge, um, this can show up the Gene Key 7 in its shadow where the challenge comes from is there can be a real challenge in setting boundaries getting pulled along on somebody else's agenda. And you might be really good at this because you may have mastered this in your no. life. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> I would say probably no. Right? So let's say you're frustrated, you're overworked, you have too many clients, or you don't have enough clients because you've been spending all of your time with like one person in particular. Where you're going to be challenged to grow is all around that energetic management putting, putting up boundaries, creating boundaries. And as a fourth line, it's actually about filling your cup up first before you fill the cup of others, because the fourth line tends to either spend too much time with other people or too much time alone. Hmm. So it pours all of its energy into somebody else's cup 
And then it's like, okay, well now I need no one near me. So I'm going to freeze everybody out and I need to fill my cup up. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you find that balance between self and others who you're serving and, and how you're serving yourself and doing what you actually love doing and what you want to do, what excites you. Um, so that way, again, you find that clear balance and you're setting those really nice boundaries with self and others. How's that resonate for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah, that seems, <laughs> that seems right on. Yeah. And so as you look at this, right, if we look at this from the perspective of a success code, this is somewhere that could really stop you in your business. You might be like, screw it. I'm giving it up. Uh, you know, I'm sick of over giving to everybody else. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm closing my business down. And it's like, okay, wait, hold on. You actually have the key, hence the gene keys to unlock the gift in this. And the gift of this is all about, it's the gift of guidance, knowing that you're here to guide other people um, and trust in that life process versus trying to control or push. So if someone's coming in being like, we need to do this, we need to, how do we, but, but yeah, with that demandingness, it's like, hold on, let's take a step back for a second. We need to trust in this process and uh, instead of trying to push things along or say, oh, you know, we haven't gotten enough um, features yet or this or that. It's like, we need to take a moment and actually pause and relax because maybe we've put a lot of feelers out and we need to just let things come back to us or whatever it may be. So there's an energy of, of guidance and that guidance also comes from the wisdom that you've gained from this you know, experience that you've had doing what you've done for as long as you have. Now, what we come to next, it's called your core stability. Uh, well, it's called your radiance is the next sphere, but this creates your core stability. And, and I just want to put this in here because this is really important. The whole premise of the gene keys is all about its self-study and self-inquiry. So again, with human design, we're kind of going like, okay, I need to follow my strategy and authority. I need to initiate, I need to respond, I need to whatever. What we're meant to do with the gene keys is contemplate this information. So I, I have a group and I take everybody through one sphere at a time. Mm -hmm. And that might sound really slow for people who like to move very fast, but I've actually found what it does is it creates a process where we can see our own shadows more clearly and we can like actually slow down and stop getting stuck in the patterns and the loops that we have in the past. So I just want to put that out there because I, I love honoring the system and the fact that like, this is how it's meant to be done. We can, I can guide you through it and you're meant to really take the information and, and contemplate it for yourself. Mm -hmm. So your radiance is what keeps you healthy. It's what it, I think it's something that puts you into a space to receive. And that core stability is how do I get ground back into my body? What's really interesting is that you have a radiance that's a line six, which is all about having a nurturing space for yourself, hmm. having a space that feels nurturing, that feels good. And it's all about the fact that as a line six, your dream and your vision is going to grow over time. It's not necessarily like, you know, you, maybe you were born with it, maybe you weren't, but it's, it's going to grow and gestate with you over time. And your purpose is going to really reveal itself over time. Mm -hmm. And with this, it, as a, um, a gene key one here, 
This is all about freshness. You need to have time and space where you can be by yourself in your creative process, where sometimes inspiration's coming through you and you want to go out and create. And then other times we know what the creative process, we don't feel inspired to do a whole heck of a lot because something's gestating inside of us. So for you, what's going to help to fuel your work that you're here to do is creating a space, a nurturing space, a home space, an, uh, an office, a something where you have time and space not to get stuck in those moments where you feel like uh, maybe nothing is happening or no creative inspirations coming through, not to get stuck there, but to honor that void space and say, I know something's coming and I just have to give myself a little bit of time in this nothingness in order for that fresh new idea to be birthed out into the world and my creativity to be birthed out into the world. Like every time I like go like on a vacation or even if I'm like still working, like just in a different place or like a different yeah, like a different like physical space. Like I do always like get new ideas or like if I'm kind of like relaxing or like on the beach or something like that's where like new ideas come to me and I get like creative kind of urges to like do something new. And then sometimes like months will go by or a year will go by and I'm like, oh, I feel like I've like done everything I want to do. There's nothing else, like no new ideas, like not there's, I feel like there's nothing I want to do besides what I'm already doing. I mean, um, and then like, will go away or whatever else for whatever reason, all of a sudden like new ideas come and I'm like, Oh wait, this is like how my business is supposed to evolve. And there's like new things that I want to do and new ideas to implement and stuff like that. And it just like comes like in those sort of bursts, like over time. Um, totally. So I do feel like my physical space really affects like how I'm feeling and like the things that I can like ideas and the things that I feel like I can do. And, um, it's interesting to hear you say that. Cause I always have said that. And my husband's always like, why can't you, you can like work from anywhere. Like it's, that's so great. Like, why do you say like, you need this space? Like, for example, right now, like ever since COVID, like I got rid of my office and now work out of this little nook in like my house. And it's like filled with stuff because I mean, yeah. it's a very small space. Not that my office was very big before, but you know, I was like, it's only, you know, who knows a couple months, like whatever. So I just like brought everything home and it's sitting like in piles around my desk. And now of course it's been like two years and I'm like, <sighs> this is like, I just have been feeling like, so I don't know. Like I don't feel creative <laughs> when it's yes. like, <laughs> just stuff. And it's just like, not like a beautiful space. Not that it has to be beautiful even, but yes, it does. Okay. For you, it does. It does. So, okay. <laughs> we got to tell him this. Cause he's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's fine. All you need is your computer. Like, why do you complain that like your space is like covered in stuff or not organized or not like the way that you want it to look. So that's funny. I'm going to tell him it does matter. <laughs> it does matter for you. And do you see how it's like, we start to look at our own sort of success code as being so much more than just like, what do you do? Because if you don't have a nurturing space that feels, I mean, look at this, your radiance, the, the city of it is beauty. It's mm -hmm. all about beauty, having a beautiful nurturing space where you can have fresh ideas in the shadow is like, it can be depressive or frenetic where it's like feeling frenetic, feeling all over the place or feeling kind of just depressed by the space that you're in oh and your God. feelings overindulging you. I feel like I've been in that frenetic space for like these last two years. That's so funny. 
Yeah. So again, just like by, I don't know, not feeling settled, I guess, in like the space that I have to work out of. Yes. So for you, that's going to be massively important because think about this, the, between your radiance and your purpose, it's called your core stability and it's what grounds you into your body. How are you going to go out and create and share in the world? If you don't feel grounded inside of your own self. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would say to your husband, like, Hey, I don't know what you guys are doing this weekend, but I'd be like, this is my a number one thing I need to do is make this space feel beautiful because then you're think about the word radiance. It's all about what your aura is radiating. And then what did we say earlier on the podcast? What do you sense when you connect with someone? Okay. I sense this person's energy is exciting and it's bright and it's vibrant and it's something I want to be connected with. Hmm. So that would be my recommendation is that isn't really important part of your own personal success code. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I got to switch into the office. So we've got like one space that's kind of an office space and it was always like his office Yeah, <laughs> because I had an office outside of the house, but now really like I actually use, I like work from home all the time now and he doesn't actually need, he doesn't really use that space much. So I'm like, we just have to trade. And like, also I don't love his office space. Cause it's like very dark. Like, like the walls are painted like dark gray and dark, like orange. So I'm like, I need to it's, it's just going to be a project because like, I need totally. to paint it and like trade spaces. Um, and it's, it hasn't felt like a priority, um, because it feels like a lot of like a project, but maybe I need to do it or just kind of update my current space. Maybe I just need to put all the like stuff that I thought was here temporarily. Cause we like produce a magazine and, um, have like items sometimes like if we if like clients have physical items that we have to like mail to media so I just have like literally like boxes of like past issues of the magazine and like client items and stuff like that that are just like here in boxes and you know I thought it was like temporary so I never even yeah. got like you know some kind of cabinet or something for stuff so maybe I just need to do that and that would help but it's totally to, to see that as like a thing and it's funny too because I don't think of some I mean I appreciate like beauty but and I love like interior design and like spaces, but I don't think of myself as someone who cares that much about like beauty in general. Like I don't. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder though, right? I mean, mm. that's that age old thing. So it's like, it doesn't have to be, I'm not a good interior designer. I'm also a four, six, but like, I'll tell you right now, my space, like I didn't clean up last night and I'm like, I don't feel good in this space because mm -hmm. my space isn't. I have to clean it every day, which is why I'm like, I'd rather have a small apartment than a very large house at this mm. point in time, because I can't, I just don't have the time to make it, you know, clean a whole house or whatever. So, right. you know, I like that I have a small manageable space that I can, but do you have can, kids? No, I don't. <laughs> Cause we have a pretty small space too. And the problem is it gets, it feels cluttered <laughs> real quick. With kids I can now. imagine. Yes. So yes, less to clean, but also less spaces to like hide the things kind sure. of. Sure. I get that I part too. To that well, too. and here's the other thing I would ask too. Where are you? Are you in New York City? No, I'm in Boston. Okay. So you're in a city, but it's interesting because as a fourth line, the server, that energy also really likes to be around people, like the mm -hmm. right people that you enjoy. So I wonder... I mean, I don't know what your current like life situation is, but I wonder about 
if having an office really gave you outside of the house that felt beautiful, gave you a way to feel connected to community and then also have it feel beautiful and like it's nurturing for you. Yeah. Yeah. So just something to think about. Hmm. And then I'll end on purpose because I know we're a little over time, but, um, you know, when we look at purpose again, it's like, okay, what's the actual higher purpose of the things that you're here to do in the world? Um, and it's really interesting. Like it's, again, I like to think of so many of these things as like our purpose is hidden behind the veil of being in PR or whatever it may be, but it's like underneath all of this, underneath the listening to people and helping them move from the heart and, you know, all of these things, what's the higher purpose of your work? And it's really interesting because the energy here is, um, the shadow is dislocation. And so, um, this can manifest as like, um, feeling lost or trying to be super regimented and sort of like put your agenda on top of life. So actually the gene key too is actually all about, it's kind of interesting. We're talking about this and um, think about the questions you were asking earlier. It's like, it's actually our reorientation to our spirit. It's the reorientation to unconditional love. It's the reorientation back to um, the two is very yin. It's a a very loving energy. And this is something that's going to present itself to you over time. It's also on the unconscious side. So you might see it, you might not, but it's like coming back to your intuition, coming back to trust, coming back to unconditional love and coming back to the fact that there is a higher purpose to why we're here and what we're doing. And that's going to come through your, your line six. It comes through your aura and your way of being. So when people come to work with you, they're going to feel this sense of trusting in something higher than themselves, like trusting in a divine plan over feeling really regimented and trying to push their agenda on life or feeling lost. And so again, this is something that you'll likely be learning and experiencing throughout your life as a theme. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. So wait, can we like kind of re I want to like, um, yeah, I guess kind of recap all of those things. Like, so, cause this made up, this makes up like my success code kind of right. Part of it. We don't have enough time to go through all of it on this podcast today, but this is a part of it. We're talking, I like to talk about this as the purpose part. And then there's actually a prosperity part and the prosperity part actually looks at like, how do we call, um, you know, financial abundance in how do we, um, call in the right clientele? Like who are the people, are we meant to work in a big group or a smaller business or things like that? That all sounds really important too. Okay. (laughs) Maybe we need a round two of the podcast for that part. Yeah. Part two. (laughs) That sounds really interesting too. Um, okay. So this is my purpose though. And if I do kind of like these things, that might be like a good foundation. Like I would feel kind of good around that. Right. Like, I so think it's, it's something that as you know, what your purpose is, you can keep orienting towards it. So as you said, in the beginning, when you're asking yourself those questions of like, wait, is this really what I'm meant to be doing? Or am I doing something because I'm hearing from other people? It's or the good thing to do. So it's like, okay, your life's work, what you're here to do underneath, whatever you do, if you pursue being a janitor 
or an artist or doing PR or whatever. You're really here to get people out of their heads and into their hearts and help the fourth line's big on communication. So what you're doing with PR is beautiful, right? Communication, opening people's hearts, helping them get out of the mind and into the body, into the heart, and actually making a difference in the world, choosing to be of service. Where you're going to find challenge to this work that you're here to do is that this is the energy of division. So where you're going to be tested is all around boundaries Mm -hmm. and how much time you're spending with others versus time alone. So if you notice that you get into this pattern of overgiving and then isolating or just overgiving and depleting yourself and then feeling resentful, this is the cue for you to come back to like, okay, in my work, I need to stop overgiving so much and make sure my cup is full first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then radiance, what do you need so that you can stay really balanced when it comes to your work as well? Okay. Well, for you, you need a nurturing space that feels really beautiful to you where you can take time to nurture your creativity. And that doesn't mean you have to sit in there for hours a day meditating. It could be that your space looks really inspiring to you of how you've set it up. And then again, higher purpose. It's like, well, what's really underneath all of this? And what I'm here to do is help people open up their hearts and trust in something higher than themselves. So when they're freaking out and their mind is freaking out and discords coming up and they're like, oh my gosh, how do I pitch myself? Or is this right? Or should... Okay, no, this is all about doing heart-centered work in the world opening people's hearts, getting back to the core purpose of what it is that you're doing and bringing people back into that space of trusting in something higher than just themselves. Mm. Yeah. I love it. It all makes so much sense. Yeah. And that's cool. (laughs) Just like to see that. Um, and also it's weird. Like I, you know, I, you kind of go into this when you're first looking at something like this for the first time or first hearing about it. And you're like, "Mm -hmm." what are the chances that it really is all going to make sense to me? Like I thought for sure one of them, I was going to be like, no, that's not me at all, (laughs) but but they really are. So wait, I just realized too, the fact that the first two end in the 0.4 and then the second two end in the 0.6, that's because I'm a four, six. Is that what that means? Yeah. This is technically your incarnation cross. So in human design, if anybody knows the word incarnation cross, it's a it's a word in human design that we use to kind of describe the theme that you came here to experience. But I found this is like, again, especially in your evolution, it's like when I feel pain in my business or disconnected or whatever. And again, all of these are going to be different. So like some people who are aligned one um, in their life's work and evolution are going to really struggle with self and not struggle, but when they face challenge, they might turn inward and you know, a line two is likely going to their relationships are going to reflect back to them how they're doing um, and expressing their passion. So like all of these are going to have a different challenge that presents itself for all of us. And again, it's like, I've found for me, I'm a line four. That's been my biggest struggle in business is like overpouring into other people's cup and then being like, oh my God, now I need to isolate myself or what am I doing? And when I learned like fill yourself first and then go out, which we've heard a million times, but because it's such a top of mind challenge for me and what gives me a push pull in business, it's like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. And I have the direct key for me. It's over seriousness is the shadow. And let me tell you, I get way over serious about things And like the, the, um, 
the city, the one of the gifts of this is all about um, uh, ecstasy. It's like being in the moment, being in your body, being playful, having fun, you know, and, and if I can bring that back to my community, instead of getting super serious about what we need to do, it changes the whole game. And I, you know, this is when we're in these energies and people feel it, we become magnetic, you know, things can't help, but come towards us. But the boundaries for me, it's the boundaries, right? So it's probably like the clients who are like, well, I can't pay that much, but can you do it? Like, but I really need you. And and I'm like, yeah, okay. And you seem really cool too. So maybe we can do it for less. And then by the time we do the work, I'm not making any profit on it. And then I'm like exhausted from doing all the things. Even if my team's doing it, it's my brain space. And by the time I pay my team, I'm not actually making any profit off of the client. And then I'm like, depleted like that's probably yep. i feel like that's probably that's my biggest like issue with boundaries is that taking on clients that really don't actually make any sense from a business standpoint because i like believe in them so much or you know mm-hmm. want to be a part of what they're doing in a way because i like love what they're doing and the question then becomes so can you create a product or and so this is this is where i like to guide people it's like okay so then can you create something to support those people because typically the fourth line is here for service it really loves to serve those people yeah Could well, I started, you... that's why we started like a diy boot camp kind of program where we lead them through it all but they do the actual work like they do the day-to-day tasks but it's funny most of those people don't like want that they like want to feel like someone else is doing it for them yeah <laughs> so i've kind of like struggled with getting people like that to actually help the people that it was created for yeah um, which is something i'm trying to figure out a little bit more right now actually we're kind of relaunching it um but yeah no that's exactly why i created like that other product because there was so much of that And that's where the seven comes in too, because it's also guidance. Hey, you're going to have to invest if you're wanting to do something. And maybe you have a VA who takes on this role or somebody that you can hire that can take on this role for you. And Um, setting those boundaries, you mean like kind of explaining to somebody that either they have to do this or they have to do that kind of. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, I think it's also looking at like sometimes that I don't know how the language to of being like, you have to do this or you have to do that feels, but looking at it, it's like, you're actually here to be a guide, right? You're here to guide people. And part of this might be that they're expanding their business. Like if you really want to expand in your business and you want to hire a, a team for PR or this or that, you know, we have to look at it from this perspective. Here's what you're going to need. And that's part of being a projector too. Like you're here to guide people. Um, and so you're actually really doing a service for them to help them understand how PR works in general. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like, and I feel like when I do kind of like explain these things and kind of approach it like that, people do usually like believe me and like understand and like go with it. But, um, it's hard sometimes to like actually have the conversation or like to actually like yeah. stick to that in a way that like makes it actually happen. Yeah. Just remember fourth line and get it. Cause I'm one too. fill your cup first so that you can fill the cup of other people. What can I give? That's not going to feel draining and depleting, even though I really, really want to help people. Cause I love helping people as a fourth line. It's always, I mean, it's love and community. It wants to serve. It wants to help people, you know? So I think that's just the invitation is to let yourself 
don't struggle through it just because, you know, you care and you, your heart is open because then it's ultimately going to make the fourth line feel depleted and for, you know, freeze people out or whatever it may be. So. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Okay. So I got, I have to ask, and I don't like usually do this on the podcast, but like, can people like come to you to have you walk through this stuff <laughs> with them? Yeah. Like, or if I was like, how do now we need to go through the second part? Like what, how can somebody do that? Like as a one-off thing with you or like, how do you work with yeah. clients if they wanted to figure this stuff out? Totally. So I offer something called activation sessions and I have a purpose activation session and then a prosperity activation oh, session. So a separate session. Like what we just did would have been like one. And then, okay. I find, you know, and it's interesting because I may eventually end up putting them together, like in a two session kind of situation. But I find that a lot of the times we have to have a bit of a conversation around these elements of the design, because it's like, okay, well, how does this apply for you? And like, like we just did, what are some of the challenges that come up for you? And then how can we make shifts or changes? So yeah, I do a purpose and then a prosperity one. I also have a messaging one, but that's a different thing completely. So anyways, yes, the answer is okay. yes. Amazing. <laughs> we'll, we'll find, we'll get the links or contact info for that and put it in the show notes in case anybody wants to do this. Um, cause I feel like everybody is going to want to, or at least everybody should, I feel like that's so helpful and useful and and, um, yeah, I love the idea of having like my unique success code for business. I think that's great. Totally. Right. Cause it seems so silly to be like, oh, oh my God, is it selfish of me to like, want to create a nurturing office space that feels beautiful. And it's like, no, you literally need it for mm. yourself to be yeah. in that space of receivership. So, yeah. Amazing. Okay. Well, I know we have to wrap this up and there's, but there's two things I always ask people kind of like at the end. So, um, I got to ask you two more quick questions and you can go mm -hmm. over, we can go through them as quickly as, as you can or want. Um, but I always ask, um, if there's one thing that you wish you had known more about when you first started your business, if so, what would that be? I'm going to be honest. My answer is just no, because I don't think I would have done my business if I had been equipped with knowledge. <laughs> I think to some degrees, ignorance can be bliss because I'm like, I, you know, I had no idea. I just jumped. So yeah, no, Hey, it's, yeah. I like that sometimes, <laughs> as I said, it felt like it was just like a natural thing that like happened for you or like that, that yeah. flowed out of what your life was. So uh, then I also ask, is there, I guess maybe based on that, is there one piece of advice that you would share with other entrepreneurs at this point in time, or that you'd share with other business owners as they're going through their journey? I say, trust yourself. You're not crazy. If there's something that you're really feeling inside of yourself, like you want to do, and you don't have a ton of proof around you in your family or your friends or the circles you run in or your job, um, that like, you know, it's a feasible path, surround yourself with people who, um, you know, believe in themselves, believe in you and can, can kind of show you that path because your environment's super important. Amazing. Love that. So good. Okay. Well, tell people how they can find you, um, how they can find you online, how they can get in touch with you when yeah. they listen to you. Cause I know you've got your own podcast too. That's right. I have a podcast currently called the love your woo podcast. You can find me on Instagram at love your woo, and you can find my, uh, website, loveyourwoo.com. I also have a sub stack. If anybody is, um, interested in sub stack, it's just bubbaco.substack.com. And I am going to be doing, um, weekly gene keys, human design emails going out there too. So that'll be a lot of fun. 
Oh, cool. Okay. We'll put the link for that too. So people can go sign up for those. I'll definitely be following along. Thank you so much for coming on today and talking to me about all of this. This was awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, wherever you listen. So you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes. So other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. If you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group by searching female millennial entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.